Who raised you? Crime? Mistakes? And these motherfucking bitches? Y'all comedians know you've been biting and hating on TK on. shit for too long. TK. Motherfucking TK. Yeah. TK said, bitter bridge and got over it. Want the spot, but he holding it. You control, he controlling it. This shit clay, he just molding it. Had to beat all of them cases. Change all of their faces. Who raised you motherfuckers? They ain't think I was gonna make it. Keep it G to a G. It's always me versus me. Never me versus him. Cause I can't be like them. Said Latham put me on hold. But this ain't glitter, it's gold. How you gonna say no? And you don't really know. Who raised you? I beat the case, but I was able to win. A lot of people can't get in trouble and win. And that's why I always tell people you gotta have bail money if you're gonna get in trouble. I was doing stupid things as a child. But when I sit where I am in today, a beautiful home, beautiful children, a lifestyle that most people will beg for, this was just my journey. This is what I had to go through to obtain the success that I have. But I had to learn the hard way, so I grind and grind. But I also was the man who was shooting himself in the foot, see, wasn't nobody sabotaging me but me. So even though I was getting in trouble and spending money and I had money to fight cases and have attorneys, guess what? I was doing it to myself. Nobody was doing it to me. I was doing it. So that's why I also tell men, keep your dick in your pants. Try to have one baby mom. All that player shit is thrown out the window. And if you're going to be a player, I'm going to tell you some real shit. Make sure you try to use your condom. If you don't like condoms, Joe, then try to eliminate your sex drive as much as possible so you don't end up in court with child support, taking off from work. You want to take a trip to go somewhere out of the country, but you've got a court date on that particular day. you got a baby's mama that's um, emotionally unstable or baby daddy who is emotionally unstable, that's just causing havoc for the rest of your motherfucking life. It's not worth it. So it's good that we have shows like this. It's good that we have situations like this to teach these young men and women the certain mistakes they should not make. You know, because imagine we had, you know, my dad died on 14, but that's no excuse, you know. I tell young men all the time, don't don't blame your father. You didn't know your dad. Oh, I didn't have a dad. Oh, my dad ain't shit. I tell kids all the time, yo, you got to love your dad whether you didn't meet that motherfucker or not because he gave you something nobody else can give you, and that's life. Now hold yourself accountable and handle your motherfucking business. You do the rest then. That's it. Who would you think LeBron would like to give up? Knowing his dad and working for Amazon or not knowing his dad being one of the greatest fucking ball players in the world? <laughs> a lot of stories like that. A lot of football players, basketball players, artists that never met their parents, so father or mother. They went on to be phenomenal. I think that's a really good point that you make right there about that, about having the life that you're, that you're leading and whatnot and making the best of it. Because I'm always telling people, even with the best parents in the world, there's 
there's going to be deficiencies. There's no parent who's perfect. So you can't say, well, my life is where it is, and if only I had the perfect parents, I'd be okay. That's so true. And you know what I've realized in my life? Who has the most tremendous effect on your children? Your environment, where you grow up, and who are their friends. I remember growing up in Jersey City, New Jersey, there was a man that ran numbers, right, and drove a Cadillac, had his kids in private school. But, you know, I grew up in the hood, you know, grew up in the motherfucking hood. So that hood had influence on everybody, and them kids turned out to be fucked up when they got older. I saw a young man who was driving nice cars, Mercedes Benzes and all that, but wanted to get caught up in the street life. It ended up with bad acne, teeth missing, fucked up lives, right? And it goes to show you the power of negativity. Think about Takashi 69. Think about a lot of rappers in this world who grow up nice kids, right? They grow up nice kids. They get a rap deal. They go out, they spend two, three, four hundred thousand dollars on jewelry. If they face this tatting. Now these motherfuckers in less than six months is part of a gang. <laughs> you got to be one of the dumbest motherfuckers in the world. Because most young men think ass backwards. Most people think ass backwards. And then let me prove my point. You got the rappers who are nice kids become rappers and now want to be gang members and catch cases. You got women in this world who parents tell them to go to school, do everything you need to go, don't want to listen to their parents, get pregnant, right? Have a baby from a nigga they really don't know. Now all of a sudden they want to go to school. All of a sudden they want to do the right thing. All of a sudden they want to listen to their mom. But now mom is under pressure to help raise that child. Mom is under pressure to raise your child and you so that now you can go to school to be better yourself when you could have did it, go to college, did what you need to do, travel the world, or just have a free life until you want to settle down. Then you can have the baby. And that's what I mean by people need to think before they leave. I think that's a really good piece of advice right there as well. And now when you talk about the young men out here, that's another aspect. You had a really well-known skit when you were talking to a fellow on the club there with his girlfriend, and you were asking who paid for them to be there. And what did you do for He said, I don't know. And you were like, I don't know. I, I was getting the answer to the question of what you do for a living. I don't know. Right. And right. I think that was Right there, and there was a reason you were doing that. It wasn't really, quote, putting him on the spot, but it was, but it was for a good reason because has he ever thought about the, how is she going to respect if you are not her financial leader or at least if you are not financially sufficient? She's burying you. How does she respect you? Uh, that's the way I always took that. But why don't you go ahead and address that? Is, how did you mean that when you said that to him? Well, what I've seen over the years, is the downfall of man, right? Like right now, I just came from a sushi place, and it triggered all these thoughts in my head. This bitch was fine, and, and I was checking out. 
you know, not to be disrespectful. I'm a man. So if you're attractive, I'm going to look at you, you know, I'm look at your ass, your thighs, your pussy print, and your, and your leggings. That's, that's just how I move. And the girl went in the store and got sushi and all that stuff and brought it back and handed it to the nigga in the car and drove off. And she was driving. And that triggered all the thoughts I had seen in my lifetime. Based to the gentleman that was sitting in the front audience and I asked what he do for a living. Now, he wasn't at fault. If you got a woman that'll take care of you, play the play of pimp to pimp, you do your thing. When the guy that's in the car today, that the girl came out, now, he might think that he's doing everything all right. I just come from a different era where I think a man is supposed to be a man and you have a woman in your life that will help out, but you're really holding everything down. See, because the, the actual facts in life, men shouldn't date and women shouldn't date until they have their shit together. You know, people meet each other, and it's like having bad credit or your life's not together. So because you want some ass, you want some attention, you want to meet this person, but you're really there to destroy their life because you're not properly prepared to date. See, people think dating is a game, but it can have a psychological emotional effect on you for the rest of your life. Women can get with a nigga. That nigga can be abusive, beat your ass. You can mess around and get herpes and diseases, STDs. You get pregnant. Nigga could be a cheater. That, that, that affects a lot of people for the rest of their life. So I want people to be prepared to date. But now if your money's right and you travel and you mature, enough to date, you do good things. Your choices in men and women are better. You don't have to jump over over obstacles to be in love with a nigga because over the years you have fell in love with yourself. You're making money. And this is no guarantee because this life's not fair. I want people to think that it's a fairy tale world I'm talking. And I know it's not. you got people I know women that got it going on that fuck the bombs. And I was talking about this, I think, on one of my shows. See, love is a pandemic of a different kind because everybody wants to be in love. Everybody wants attention. Everybody wants some pussy. Everybody wants some dick. Everybody wants to be held in love. That's a powerful, powerful shit, yo. Powerful. So I just want people to think. You know, women, you know, women respect a man who she is financially superior to. Isn't that? And you know why? But everybody likes to be a boss of somebody else. Whether it's a man or a woman, think about the men who got, who date women who are inferior to them, right? She's a bad bitch. She's cute, but she lives in a, uh, uh, a three-two-bedroom apartment with a mother, and but she's bad. A nigga snatch that bitch up all day because she cold, but she ain't got nothing to really offer. But because she got a fat ass, the pussies, the bombs, she want to take care. But because she don't really have nothing, guess what? He can control her. 
thing with women. You got a carpenter guy, a construction guy who doesn't have his license, so he's working different jobs here and there. But the girl making two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand a year, and if she doesn't understand success or power, she's going to abuse the man that ain't got it. Talking shit to him, sometimes embarrassing him in front of other people. You can't take him to certain events because he can't. He don't dress right. I always say, know who you fucking. Know who you fucking. I, I, I think it's, I think it's impossible for a woman to respect a man that she feels she is in a dominant position over. I think it's impossible to respect a man. I think it's impossible for a woman, especially in this day and age. Uh-huh. By nature, women to submit. By nature, well, I'm sorry. TK, do you believe that women today in our current environment that they still biologically desire to submit to a man? Hell no. But do you know why, though? Why is that? See, everything we talk about, we go back years of processing. This has been years of making. Let's start with the civil rights movement in the 60s. The civil rights movement was so cold that Hoover created the feminist movement. The book about all this shit I'm saying. The feminist movement, they created that because they got tired of hearing about the civil rights movement. So they started the feminist movement. Independence. Fuck you, I don't need a man. All for white women. This was designed for white women. But black women caught onto this shit. And for months for years, motherfuckers walk around fucking man, I don't need a man. Blah, blah, blah. They had Virginia Slims, the commercials back in the day with the cigarettes promoting independence. So fast forward with welfare, fast forward the crack epidemic, fast forward, it's all been designed to have the black man out of the home. Because it checks out all races of the universe. Most of them in America, only black women are talking about how man. You don't hear white bitches saying, I don't need a man. You don't hear Chinese bitches saying, I don't need a man. You don't hear Ethiopian, Dubai, Israel, Germany, saying, I don't need a man. <laughs> you don't hear it. And the man in the home is the nucleus. A child has to see the balance of a man, the strength of a man. I'm talking about a man now. I'm talking about a man. I'm talking about structure, how he moves. You don't put up with petty shit in the house. Arguments are down to a low because he ain't putting up with all that argument and motherfuckers jealous of each other type shit in the household. And women just have to learn. And, and some women, they meet the right guy there. 
they'll fall back or they fall in line. But it's really hard. DK, what do you say to the first in birth? I shouldn't I have to acquire finances to get or what do you say to say that? Okay, I didn't hear the question. Say the question again. What do you say to the guys who say it, a woman shouldn't require have my finances together to respect me. She should just respect me because I'm a man. Yeah, she should respect you just because you're a man, just like GP, because I respect women or the fact that you're a woman. But then when you get to know a person, what are your qualifications? And if your qualifications are not matching up to what I think your qualifications qualification should be, then you got to fall back. But see, some people don't listen to their mind. They follow their heart. So they'll still give a person a chance, but they still try to find a way to fix this guy or fix this girl. And you find yourself in debt. You find yourself fucked up in a bad situation. And you can't, and in this world today, you can't think with your heart. You've got to think with your mind. And you have to be slightly selfish. There's too many people dying as they get older. Because people don't think about when they get old. They just think of now. Too many people dying in nursing homes with nothing, with no planning, no structure. Too many people dying. Too many people out here not planning for their future, knowing that one day your ass might be sick. One day your ass might be in a fucked up situation. Now you're in a home or in a shelter somewhere, right, with nobody to visit you. So you're going to die alone. And what I tell people all the time is how, how well you live, nigga, how well you die. Do you die comfortably, you know? It all counts. It all counts. I believe that, you know, I believe that women, it's biological in their nature to want to submit to a man. I also believe the social order right now is really screwed up. So it got them going contrary to their nature because by the same token, it's been my experience that no matter how much money she makes for herself, she always wants a man who can give her a good look. It has more value if it comes from him than for her having to get it for herself. What do you think of that? Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, That's why the woman that you choose, you got to really take your time. You've been there. You don't pick the bad bitch and say, what the fuck was I thinking? Two or three. For every bad bitch you show me, I'll show you three niggas running from it. That's a meme. <laughs> that was a meme. Yes, sir. For but every I'm one of them now. Now I think about that merch bag. I'm one of them because we're talking to them today. I'm like, by the way, I'm heading in the other direction. And once you get a hold of that, it's like grabbing an alligator with your pinky fingers. Dude, you don't right. really know what's about to grab. And it's so You scary. don't really know. It's so scary, yo. It's scary, yo. Like, you would think my love life would be skyrocketing and fireworks and shit. But I'm pretty much a loner, yo. Happier. 
Uh, you hit it right on the nail. I got peace of mind. Ain't nothing like now, that. Now, answer the next question, though. Are you really, quote, alone, or is just at this point now you're not getting relationships? See, I want to be in a relationship, but when you get older, you have to decide what you will allow in your life from the person that you are pursuing, right? See, you got to see if she got sisters and brothers who cause a lot of problems, is that, is that, is are family members going to jail, are people sick? What kind of commotion is going on within the family? Because once you marry a woman or you're there, her problem is your problem. So you have to think about it. It goes into all of that shit. Sometimes you meet a woman, her kids has got knotty hair or runny nose or they loud. You got to choose. Do you really want to be a part of this shit? That's called observation. You have to be able to observe certain situations that you don't see yourself in. If you don't see yourself in those situations, you got to ask it. But they always say life is short, right? But life is long. And if life is long, you don't want to be around this motherfucker's long life and be miserable. They say life is short, but if you're struggling, life is long as hell. Yeah, I don't like saying that life is short shit because I believe words are powerful. So I tell people, no, no, no. If you say life is short, I really believe you take two, three months off your life every time you say that shit. Life is long. I'm trying to get 80 out of this bitch. If I get 80 out of life, I did my thing. I'm being honest. That'd be good. Let me ask you, um, dovetailing off about their age, what is it, what can a man do with a woman who's 45? And I ask that for a reason. Now, what do you mean, what can he do? And a lot of women out here who are like, I can live however I want to. I'm going to mess around from 20 to 30 or whatever. And then they get in their 40s, so I'm okay, now I want to settle down. That's the perfect and way to see, do it. But what can a man do with a woman who's like, if she's 45, 47, if he's got an option of having a 25 or a 28-year-old, what what is he going to do with her? Like, at that point, she passed her prime. What is she really going to be able to offer him? But is she past her prime? I find, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think she's past her prime. I think she's perfect. And let me tell you why. In your 40s, yo, nine times out of ten, you got your shit together. In your 40s, you understand the value of money. In your 40s, your ass can't get pregnant. In your 40s, you have a woman that knows how to control the climate of the room. And what I mean by that is, nine times out of ten, they're not going to be checking your phone for bullshit. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to be arguing with you over petty shit. And that. Nine times out of ten, 
They'll run your bath water for you. They'll appreciate life. Because at that age, you understand, you know, you are in your 40s. You appreciate everything. And you know that, how, how you get older. And by your 40s, you don't see a lot. You don't see a lot of people die. You don't see a lot of heartaches. You don't see a lot of problems. And all you want is happiness and be good to a person. So, yeah, I, I, I'll tell any man to get a woman in her 40s if you can. And it's pretty much the philosophy of how much experience do you have on the job? Think about it. You're an employer and you're hiring someone. One comes in that has 20 years. One person comes in that has five. <laughs> you're going to hire the person with the most experience. Ideally, yes, you would. But how many women who are in their 40s are coachable to be able to be a part of your program and what you're doing? How many of them are really coachable at that point? Aren't they yeah, just yeah, sitting yeah, there? Now, did you use the word coachable? Yes, the word coachable. Because yeah, you, can't say coach, you can't, you can't, one, you can't be, a woman can't be coachable at 40. No woman should be coachable. You shouldn't want no woman that's coachable. What you want is a person that you can give suggestions to and they have the common sense to understand. Because you can't tell nobody what to do, right? You can't say, this is what I want you to do. But what you can say is, hey, can I make a suggestion that I think that will benefit you and me? Same results. That's a different approach. You don't want to fear anybody. If you're a team, you want that person to feel like they're part of a team. And it all starts with everything. You want That's what I'm saying. In the 40s, you're going to have a woman that knows she has to help pay half the bills. She ain't going to try to use you. In the 40s, you've got a woman that who might be on the table. She knows when she gets her, she got the, the bed should be made. She helped him wash in the tub. She might even be a person that plants flowers. So you come home, your, your backyard looks nice. She might be a hell of a cook on the grill. So you come home from work, you got burgers and shit, fucking lobster tails, crab legs, motherfucking butter, corn that you ain't never tasted before, hamburger that never been fucking seasoned before. Like, I'm incredible. I agree. Most women in their 40s I've met, yeah. Um, I guess it comes down to a point of if you are going to consider her for wife material. Now, if you're not interested in that, I guess that'd be one thing. But as far as doing that, if you're going to consider making wife material out of her, if you can have kids with her, and, well, yeah, if you can't have children with her and whatever, I just – in my experience, it's been it's really kind of limited. They, a lot of them are set in their ways. You can suggest things to them, but that becomes an issue if they're not coachable, and most of them are not. I use the word. Yeah, but again, 
It's all in your pitch. It's all in your conversation. Remember that. I believe you get a woman to do anything. If you present it right. I got to pop the tone. And nobody is setting their ways. That's what I'm about to tell you. Nobody is setting their ways. When you get to a certain age, over 40, you know how it's supposed to be. Difference. I hear people say that all the time. Oh, you said in your way. No, I know how it's supposed to be. It's a difference. I know when I come in a restaurant, I'm supposed to be greeted. I know when I walk in the store, and I'm spending seven, ten thousand dollars. You can't point to me and tell me it's over there. You got to walk with me. I know how it's supposed to be. What do you do if you meet a woman? Say it one more time. What if you meet a woman in her forties and she says she got her own ideas about how it's supposed to be? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. If you don't like her program, get another bitch. And nobody say stay with her. Get another motherfucker. Seven billion people on this earth. One of the criticisms, and I'm sure you've heard this before here, one of the criticisms of that philosophy is you're going to have people, particularly women who are going to say, that's not cool to say that because you make it seem like women are easily replaceable. It depends on the person. In my life, a woman is easily replaceable. Me? Now, that's not for everybody. And that was just a fact. Why would you say they're easily replaceable? Because if you got conversation, you're handsome, you got your shit together, you got a mouthpiece on you, you travel the world, women everywhere, and women want to fuck with a winner. But, TK, you've got guys throughout history, they have given up their house, they've given up their career, they've walked away yep. from their mother. They've committed suicide over women because yep. this woman is so special. So what you're telling us is that you don't subscribe to the idea of a soulmate? No. I believe in a good woman. I believe in a good man. But I don't believe that. But here's the thing. That's... People get caught up in that scary. Imagine, see, you, I don't believe you should put your life in somebody else's hands. You meet someone, you fall in love, you buy a house, you do all these great things. And then one day that person decides not to fuck with you no more. 20 years of your life. Gone. For whatever reason. That scares me. I don't know about everybody else. I'm going to bet on me all day. I don't know if I could bet on another person. I have a principle. I shouldn't say theory. I have a principle when it comes to male-female relationships. You can tell me if you agree or not. Uh-huh. If, you're, if you are a man who is successful enough, valuable enough, and, yes, if your paper is great, a woman will pretty much tolerate just about anything. You don't have to lie. You don't have to steal. You don't have to 
stage for sexual anything. If what you got is going on straight enough with you, just no matter what women might say, they're pretty much going to tolerate anything. Some what do you women. think about it? Yep, that's, I agree. Some women. But you got some women that have high morals and they don't care what you have. So then you have women who do and women who don't. Me personally, I wouldn't put a woman through that. I respect a woman's behavior, how she thinks, and I don't ever want to destroy a woman. I never want to hurt a woman's feelings. I always want to be a gentleman and be that kind of dude. But you got people, you know, I mean, look at pimps. How they be views as women and women. Boy, look at R. Kelly, what he did to women. And how they put up with it. I mean, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, I don't want to go down a road like that, but take a look at what guys like, uh, uh, you got rappers on Instagram. I forget the fellow's name off the top of my name. is Trey something. Um, but they they got chicks doing all kinds of things out there just to show up on their Instagram. Talk about, um, Boosie, all, right? Talk about Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez. Okay. Tory Lanez. And they got him doing just about everything, and not even for money. It's just in his proximity. And right. I, I don't think it's necessarily celebrity, but, I mean, the celebrity, of course, suggests a certain amount of financial and social accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So, in a case, take a look at what they're doing just to have proximity. So, while it's not all women, nothing's a mathematical absolute. Women as a group, as a group, women are going to respond to the amount of accomplishment and, yes, finance that a man has. And that thing that they're going to immediately, immediately allow that morality that they bandy about in front of a fellow making $10 an hour, all of a sudden you don't hear so much of that for a guy making $10,000 an hour. Mm-hmm. It does have, give me an example. The pandemic exposed everything for what it was, right? The COVID-19. It showed that we pay all this money to athletes, entertainers like myself, football players that can't do a motherfucking thing for you in case of an emergency. Can't none of us do anything. That's viable to save a motherfucker's life. Teachers should be paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for the shit they have to do. Look at the education level of, of the United States of America. You've got parents who can't read to the kids. You've got kids that can't understand their parents. Illiteracy to the highest level. Now they got new math out. Who the fuck came up with that? New mail? Whatever happened to the fifth tower? That's gone. Remember we used to carry that over to the fifth tower? Remember that shit? Yeah. And they got math they do shit to make it longer that you can get to the same answer a short way, but they don't do that in, anymore. The pandemic exposed the world that we are going in the wrong direction as far as our priorities 
and who are stars. The frontliners, the nurses, the doctors are superheroes putting their lives on the line. It's crazy, man. I think it's certainly exposed that, and it's it's really galvanized a lot of that. I think for men, really, I feel I haven't nearly seen as much I'm strong and independent in the last month. I haven't seen that online. You can't find anybody really trying to promote that. I think it's really gotten. I think it's really made an impression on people, but particularly women. I think it's made an impression for them to find you somebody or to value a man who is really resourceful, not who's cute, you know, not who's got but somebody can actually do something useful. And I, I think what you just said is a lot of these things are entertainment-based. A lot of folks are seeing that we put a lot of value in that, but that's useful of an attribute for a person to possess. So if anything, I think you're absolutely right. This has shown that. Uh, I hope it lasts. I think it's definitely been a wake-up call as far as what people find to be important. Yes, Nobody wants to watch a basketball game when they don't have toilet paper. <laughs> so true, my man. So true. And nobody's that. In that same vein, are you aware about the uh, proliferation of this thing, uh, OnlyFans, that really started, we saw a demonstrable increase in women resorting to that when the pandemic broke out and they started shutting businesses down? Did you notice that? What notice what again? We've seen a proliferation of some of these online websites that allow females to, you know, sell pictures of themselves and dance naked and stuff like that since the pandemic hit and they started shutting the businesses down. Did you notice that as well? But I don't go on the site, but I'm a hustler. And in this world, if you're gonna if you're gonna still eat, you gotta hustle. That's a hustle. So I'm down for it. See, thank God I'm not really computer savvy. Because I'll probably be on Tinder every hour. I'll probably have bitches and cars lined up like in a five-mile radius fucking with women if I knew about computers well. So I'm kind of glad I'm not computer savvy. I just know enough to do my emails, um, send an email, and how to do DocuSign. And I keep it moving. But what do you think is going to happen here? Like in a year or two when they get ready to try to go back to their regular lives or whatever, and they were doing whatever they had to for some change during this time period, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, pictures of them and whatnot are just still there because on the internet it's forever. You just roll with it. You just roll with it. Nothing you can do. I get what you're saying. You know, some people will be embarrassed. Some people are like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. But I'll leave. Live with your decision. 
But, I mean, but can you live with that? Because you said something else that got a lot of people's attention is that, you know, Kanye has really been broken by seeing his, his woman naked like that and knowing that everybody is seen. And well, that he's, it's going to be the let's same. Make sure we, let's make sure we're clear about Kanye. It's not because this okay. woman was, it's not because she was naked. It's because she fucked past the Hollywood. See, the psychological of a man, no man, no man, will walk in the room holding his woman's hand, knowing that five to 30 niggas don't fuck this girl. But can he feel any different if he knows that half a million dudes have seen her get naked or she got naked for a fee? Would it yeah, be any man. different? You can be, I think you can deal with the nakedness. It's the sex. That's crazy. Then you have to stay away from certain areas, right? And what I mean by that is you can't, you can't walk Kim Kardashian in the hood and Kanye West and think niggas don't respect him. In the hood, nigga, tell that nigga, nigga, I'm going to fuck your bitch, man. Or they'll take it. It's, it's cold in the hood, you know that. So, just so happens, his wife has money. And sometimes money can help you forget. And I just found out yesterday through my son that Kanye West is a billionaire. They had announced that that shoe line he put out, Yeezy, made him a billionaire, dog. I don't. I I hear what you're saying. I just don't think that the. I don't think that a man is going to be when fellas, whether they've had sex with it or not, they've given her a look. A look like I mean we all know the look. Yep. You've been walking somewhere, female has yep. passed a guy that she didn't tell you she used to be with him, uh, but he's given her a look like yeah, you yep. know, and yep. you see that. I, I just don't think it's going to be any different. I see what you're saying, but whether whether they laid up with her or not, if they can tell you what your woman looks like naked, if they can tell you where her stretch marks and her tattoos are. I don't think I don't think the average. You might be able to do that. I mean, you no, know. I, I, I know how you know. You got to know who you are. I couldn't do it, but I also do know that everybody you with, everybody that's listening, has been fucked by somebody before. So there's always going to be somebody that knows something about the woman that you call your woman. That's true. It's just not half a million of them, though. Like, in my, it might be two or three, but it's not going to be a half million who right, can do right. that. You know? But that's why, also, you, that's why, that's why men like you and me are not with them. My thing is, I don't think anybody's going to be able to be with them. Because, like, ten years ago, you didn't have this at all. Hell, five years ago, you didn't. Now we're entering a generation. I mean, we thought it was bad stuff. They had cell phone cameras a decade ago. Right. Now it's just the thing to do to put up pictures of yourself all over. And now to stretch it to the next level, because, you know, every female got that thought in her head. 
if work, they, whether they admit it or not, if worse come to worse, I can always turn to Owen. Now, most of them right. don't do that. But they right. all got in the back of their mind, if worse come to worse, I can always do something strange with some change. Right. And it used to be you did it, you at least could hide it. You could go do it in Atlanta and move to California later. Nobody knows your rep in California. Today, your rep follows you around the world, and you can be 23 years old with a 50-year-old chick's rep. Yep. I mean, so how does the man take over after that occurs? You know, it's just, I, I don't believe that men can take a woman. I, I believe once you're out there like that, you're going to be out there like that. I just don't think there's a way to get back. Or right, it's that's be a why... That's why you pick and choose the woman that you can deal with. You you bait you date on the level of your self esteem. If you can handle it, do it. If you can't handle it, then don't do it. That's the best. Date based on your self esteem. And then you got some if your mother- I'm sorry, go ahead. If, um, I, I would let you go ahead and finish that. Uh, finish your thoughts. Then you got some men who just can't date beautiful women. You ever notice that? Some men can't date a bad bitch with a big ass and walk outside because she gets too much attention. I've done that before. I've been in a situation where, you know, I know some of the baddest bitches in the world. But I wouldn't date them. I wouldn't. I'll fuck them, but I wouldn't date them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring a woman that's too seductive around my children. With the makeup, the eyelashes, I, I you know, just one hundred. DJ, I, I ask you this. I have since you brought this up, I got to ask you this. DK, what qualifies as bad today, man? Because this seems like right now the depth of dudes are willing to accept the, the, the range is so damn wide now mm-hmm. that it's some stuff out here that's crazy going on. Yeah, man. See, again, it's based on the guy. See, my, my taste could be different than your taste. My experiences in life is different than your experience in life. What you've been exposed to over the last 10, 15 years have made you who you are, and that's everybody who's listening. But if I had to give my personal opinion, Mr. Babbage, is a woman who is just has a beautiful soul, has great intentions, she's honest, um, she can hold you down, she can help you as a partner, and she just makes you feel amazing, and she's beautiful. And what I okay. mean by beautiful, about, let me tell you what I mean by beautiful. Uh, what I mean by beautiful is she's beautiful to you, and she's beautiful. Doesn't mean it's beautiful to me. If, she, if she's beautiful to you, then you that's how that's how it is. But TJ, what if she's a nice girl, beautiful soul, well spoken? And she's a size 20. Then you take her to the gym. But I get what you're saying. But if she's that size anyway and you're complaining, 
you would have never met her. Now, if she started off small and she got big for whatever reason, then you have to make the proper adjustments. Like I said, I don't want to be the kind of guy that's too hard or too cold, but you got big women who need love too. You got men who like big women. Now, if you're big and you're healthy, you don't have diabetes, you don't have high blood pressure, you ain't got lupus, you're flexible, your legs can go behind your head, and you're not too fat. And when I lay in bed, you smell like donuts. I'll fuck with you. The big bitches always smell good. I don't know about what you what you know. Big bitches be um, smelling delicious. Big girls be smelling delicious. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, am I right or wrong? Yeah, they do smell like Dunkin' Donuts, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Is that, is that um, white powder from the donuts? <laughs> yeah. Is that sugar powder? That's funny. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Lizzo smells like a layer cake. So, uh, But my thing about it, though, TK, is I'm just saying as a man, you got a large... Range. There's a fellas out there with a large range and a socioeconomic player part in it, but we've expanded. I think the definition has expanded to allow in people to define it, and in the process, it brings in those other things. And we just be honest. Yeah, you can find a a people who are big and jolly, but they're the exception. Most fat chicks are mean. They're surly. They got attitudes. You know, if a chick looks nice, most of them are nicer. They're more congenial. They're more polite. You they think big women are mean? Most of them, yeah. Nah. Can we? I've never seen that before, honestly. I'm being honest. I've never most, seen that before. If she's oversized, if she's oversized 12, the the hostility factor is going to jump at that. Nope. You I've ain't never, never met a chick. TK, you have never met a chick who was a size 14 who ain't been in a fist fight in the last two years. You haven't nope. seen it. If, nope. If she's up size 14, she's a fight fist fight with somebody. Nope. I haven't seen it. I have to be honest. We treat pretty women. We treat Petite women, we treat women who are a manageable size, we treat them better. You That's know, true. they're they're used I agree. It, That's they're true. And yeah. fat chicks are resentful. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to make that strictly the issue. What I'm saying is that they notice that they don't get the same preferential treatment. Right. That's true. They know that. And and you they know, respond and, and, to prove, and to prove your point, all you gotta do is go to a club. Hollywood on New York. They're going to let the little skinny bitches in first. I'm trying to think. When was the last time I saw that? And I'm like, I, I, I'm, the bigger they are, the more hostile they are. Because they're not expecting anything. They're not expecting to be treated nice. They're not expecting to get preferential treatment. They're used to having to elbow their way into things. They go to the clothing store and all the sexy stuff is for everybody except them. It, it's going to be a totally different dynamic. They're not going to 
they're not going to treat you the same. You got a good, I mean, all I can say is you got a better heart than I do. You are, you are a better one than me. Yeah, but I'm just a big who happened to be really, really nice and sweet. Honestly. What I've seen saying, some. What you're saying, I have never seen that in my life. I mean, I've seen some, but they're the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. So I've seen, I think I haven't seen any. Of course, I've seen, I've seen some. But they're the exception to the rule. As a rule, the bigger the waistline, the bigger the attitude is. As a rule. (laughs) The bigger the dress, the bigger the the, the tune is. That's just been what it is. So it's not to say that they can't be fine and have an attitude also. I'm not saying that either because I know a lot of fine chicks and neck rolling and everything else. But I'm just saying it's like, the way, you know, it's like Robin said, she's leaving a fist ball, though. It's just one of those things. So, and in my opinion, CJ, I, I, you, you can't be fine and not be physically fit at the same time. I'm just going to be honest. A woman's uh-huh. personality, a woman's personality only has so much value, okay. if I can just be fast honest. A right. woman's personality has so much value. If she's telling herself my appearance doesn't matter or whatever, you know, it's like 50 Cent said, you know, your woman is a representative of you. That's true. And if I can, you know, you've been alive long enough to know, you can take a look at a man's woman and tell everything, everything. I'm not exaggerating. You know it. You can look Mm -hmm. at his woman and say, dude, I know the whole life. I know your childhood. I know your college. I know your current job. I know your bank account. I know everything about you just by looking at her. Am sure. I right or wrong? Yeah, you're right. I think you heard me say that before. One of my things I talk about all the time. You can, I can judge a nigga. I can judge a, a nigga by the type of bitch he fuck with. All you gotta do is look at him. And. I try to tell guys the same thing because women will admit this. I mean, women are a little bit more brutally honest about it. A guy's personality, if, if, if he's not a good provider, if money isn't straight, if his status isn't straight, guys resent it. But a woman, women are going to be real brutal about letting you know your personality doesn't carry That's not going to be something to outweigh these other things. But you someone some will date you. If you're not attractive, I mean, see, a girl, I remember in Detroit, one of my female friends, Cole Bell, she said, TK, I couldn't be a man. And I said, why? She said, it's too many pretty bitches out here. You guys are in trouble. See, women don't have the same problems that we have. It's a pretty bitch every two feet. But it's not a handsome nigga every two feet. It's not a nigga that loves a lot of money every two feet. So women learn to adjust to, well, as long as he's nice, he makes me laugh, he's funny, he fixed the sink, <laughs> he fixed the stove, he cut my grass. Like one of my That's friends true. in Cleveland, she was fucking with this guy. Well, she wasn't fucking with him. He was the landscape dude. And one day it was hot outside. 
and she bought this nigga a glass of water. <laughs> and I said, bitch, why'd you do that? She said, it was hot. I said, this nigga think you like him now. And bam. She was trying to holler at her. And I was laughing because I told her it was coming. But my point is, life is what you make it. Life is full of choices. Our job, what you and I do, this is in the universe. So it helps people to have a blueprint and they can roll from there. That's all you can do. We, what, what's this great about your show? What's great about the TK Kirkman podcast? Is that now we give people an opportunity to hear this information and say, wow, they write. And now they have the blueprint in their head for the rest of their life. And they can move from there. You had told a story um, on a radio program. I heard you tell a story about a chick that you were talking to. I'm not saying romantic with her. There was a chick you talked to that she dated Mike Tyson. And you gave her a bit of advice. Reiterate that story for everyone here because I thought that was an incredibly profound thing that you pointed out. When a woman meets a man who got on that upper level like that, you gave her some advice and it went a certain way. Can you tell everybody about that story? Right. Well, back in my younger days, everybody knew I was a player. And... But I wasn't jealous if one of my friends met somebody else. So I'm rolling one day, and this girl I dated, she, who also dated another friend of mine, he just passed away two weeks ago, God bless him, from COVID. She met Mike. And Mike, you know, had sex with her or whatever. And, you know, Mike, back in the day, had that money. So she he gives her $10,000. She called me. Ha, ha, ha. Hi, TK. Mike gave me $10,000. And I gave a game. Not to get over on Mike. I just wanted her to win. I said, how much are your bills? She said, about $7,000. I said, pay all your bills and give Mike back 3000 with a card and say thank you. I said, you do that, that nigga will give you a hundred grand because everybody's so used to taking from him. That bitch spent every dime. A week, two weeks later, couldn't get Mike on the phone. Calling me, thinking I had something to do with it. Did you tell him something? Did you help him? I was like, bitch, I told you what to do. I told her what to do, and she didn't listen. In my heart, I truly believe he gave a hundred thousand. He had a lot of vultures around him. They was users, you know. Even some of the women that he was fucking, they were users. And Michael, Michael, buy you a Rolls Royce in a minute, dog. It was. 
in a heartbeat. They're from that era there. They were leaving Cadillacs on the side of the road on the way to the free on the way to the airport. Yeah. But can you explain can you explain exactly about that? Why is that 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 would have had value to him in that way? Because a lot of people see coming from your heart is not game. But remember I said it earlier in the program, I my way of thinking is just mostly different than most people. But what once people hear my way of thinking, they're fascinated by it. I just felt in my heart being close with Mike you know, the things that has happened to him. And since I liked her too, she was, even though we had sex whenever we wanted, she still was my friend. She still was my lover. I wanted her to win. And I gave her game in how to maneuver this situation that she didn't listen. And it backfired on her. She's happily married now. She lives in Atlanta. But um, she lost. Are you familiar? I mean, I know you are, but I'm just going to ask you anyway. Are you familiar with the term alpha male and beta male? Absolutely. All right. What is T.K. Kirkland's definition of an alpha male, and why does that matter to a – why does it or doesn't it matter to a female, in your opinion? Well, that's why if you date a woman in her 40s, she would truly understand – what a man is supposed to be. And she knows that an alpha male is a leader and a provider and will guide the relationship or the family. This is the reason why you want to date someone in their courts, because by that time they know, because what people don't understand, and especially women, just because you got titties in the ass, the child doesn't make you a woman. What makes you a woman is years of experience. Years. You're not a woman in your 20s. You're not a woman in your 30s. I think you need 25 to 30 years of experience to become a woman. And a man doesn't become a man until he's in his 40s. I don't give a fuck how much money you have, how many baby mamas, how much dick you're going to put down, how many, how many properties you own. No. A, a man... Once you have obtained wisdom and knowledge, once you know how to learn to shut the fuck up in situations that does not need your advice or your opinion, because you let you got to be smart enough to let people learn on their own. To bite your tongue, to not to be um, pushed by impulse, get excited by impulse. That's when you become a man, and that's when you become a woman. Okay, but what makes a man an alpha? Strength. Strength in conversation, knowledge. And knowledge is really the key. That comes with wisdom as well. you got to be able to lead. you got to be able to teach. And if you haven't been through nothing, you can't teach nothing. In the chat room, you said that um, a lot of guys are asking about that 40-year-old thing. They're saying um, he's really harping on that 40-year-old thing. Well, fellas, I will say this. Stability is what appeals to one. We mean emotional. 
you know, if she looks, women look for a guy who can change the world without having to move his feet. They really look, they, that's something that really appeals to them. And a 20-year-old, you might be straight-laced, law-abiding, so on and so forth, but you don't really have power like that. And furthermore, you don't have the experience of knowing when to jump and when not to jump, when to move and when not to move. And that's really something that only, he's correct, only time is going to give you that type of mastery. You might be good in your 30s. You might be good but you're not as good as you're going to be. Mm-hmm. It, I think that's what they might be. They might be missing. Um, well, missing, people, I don't think it's that. I don't think that's what they get mixed up. But, um, women, as they get older, are afraid of their 40s. Something in their mind that cripples them, that scares them about getting older. And what I want to tell the people in the chat room, the people listening, if you made it to your 40s, if you made it to your 50s, you won. What I mean by that is when I hear when I was young in my 20s and girls say I'm getting older, I would say to them, well, would you like to die today? It could end the day. If you're afraid to get old, it could end the day. You ain't got to worry about getting old. My goal is that you made it. My, your goal is, ladies and gentlemen, that you want to get another 40. Stop focusing on the number. We, we're we telling the story here. We're expressing philosophies and metaphors and theories for you to apply to your life. And if you're focusing on the number, then your mindset is petty. Your mindset is, you know, like I, I hate to say, you think like a nigger. Are you thinking about the small shit? Change your mindset. Change your mindset. Take this information that we're putting out here in this universe and apply it to your life and try to make your life a lot better. Because for everybody on this phone, if you're over 40 years old, it's almost over, nigga. I'm fooling yourself. But you're saying that rather than focusing on a number, they should focus on a goal. No, while well, focusing on a number, they should focus on the information that you and I are providing. Hear, okay. hear what you're saying. Hear what I'm saying. Focus on the information. This is why you got to go to college, people. This is why you got to go to school to teach you how to comprehend. Women and some men are so used to replying, but they don't want to comprehend. You got to listen. Listen. Don't listen to the question to to reply. Listen to the question to comprehend. You got to comprehend. Take the information. Fuck over there. Worrying about fucking numbers. We harping on forty something. Small minded. I'm. And if I hurt your feelings, I don't give a fuck. Some valuable shit we saying over here. With real talk. What would TK Kirkland define as a beta male? Now explain your definition of that first so I understand it intelligently. 
Oh, well, I mean, you have two types of males, alphas and betas. So you define what you think an alpha is. That's defined as strength. A beta will be the inverse of that. That's so a more recent nigga. term. So soft nigga is what you're saying. Okay, I guess you say simp. That probably yeah. be a... Well, they exist. <laughs> Do you think that most simps know that they are? Yeah, I, got I think about they do. That. They got to do. They got to. Yo, I was out one night, and I saw a simp-type nigga with one of the baddest bitches on earth. In my mind, I stabbed the nigga took his bitch, right? Niggas in line with his little how women, they stand on that cross their legs like they pussy is so good, they got to hold it down. The nigga was standing like that. He looks more well. feminine than her. But I just look. I can't judge you. I'm not saying nothing about gay people tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not putting nobody down. That's not the direction I want to go. We're just talking about simple-ass men. That's it. And they do exist. Uh, am I against you? Nah. Live your life. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to put out in the universe as much as I can about masculinity and strong men. And you have choices. And if your choice makes you want to be a simp, then you be a simp. If your choice want to be that you want to be masculine, be masculine. If you're a woman and you're in your 40s and fucking with the people who say something about their 40s, and you know that you have lived a great life and you want another 40, and I take my hat off to you and may your pain be champagne. To the people that um, are not living a good life in their 40s, hey, live with the choices that you made. This is where you are, and I wish you the best as you continue to move forward in this life. Why yeah. would... Why would a bad chick be with a simp then? If she's got all these choices and options available, why would she be there? It could be a lot of reasons. Meeting someone is based on connections, just like having a good job is based on connections. Her brother could have introduced them. Sister could have introduced them. A friend. Oh, he's a nice guy. Boom. You know what I mean? Times you go into a supermarket or a store and you see a bad girl, but just because you walk up to her, you think she's ready to pull her? But imagine if you had a buffer in the middle, someone that knew her or him. You say, hey, my friend would like to meet you. That breaks the icing right there. You in. Somebody, everybody always need a co-signer most of the time to date. You got to have somebody to co-sign for you. I guess that comes in useful. Mm-hmm. We just saw some big NFL drafts that got a lot of people's attention. And I know you know a bunch of people. You know a bunch of athletes. You know a bunch of entertainers. Let me ask you, would you describe most of the athletes, I want to specifically ask about the athletes, would you describe most of the athletes, professional athletes you know, as alphas or betas? Oh, alpha for sure. I mean, I, you know what? Why? Maybe split down the middle on this generation because they was raised a certain way. So they're strong, but they picked up a lot of feminine traits. 
over the years? What kind? You know, um, could be strong but emotional, like a woman crossing their arms, running out into the streets or walking down the street or leaving the room, like hoes leave the room. This shit is fucking hilarious, yo. But it's a different time, and we're in a different world. Like men like us have to understand it. What's 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 hurtful to me is that women who hit me in my DM and ask me questions and say, what do we do? Because there's nobody for them to date, yo. It's getting so bad, women are dating niggas with the the earrings that loop that hang. Imagine you a woman. You go out with a nigga and the earrings are dangling like a woman. He's looked like a woman. Fucking insane. I got, I got a principle about that. You tell me what you think of this. It's one of the principles I tell people, and I really do believe this. I believe it's better for a woman to be the side chick to a fella who got his life together than to be the main chick to a fella who is deficient. Hmm. I really do believe that. Based on the man, everything what you're saying. Is based on the individual. I have to respect what you're saying because I, I would live that kind of lifestyle in a minute. I've been that nigga before. I've been, I've had women who I was the side nigga. And the crazy thing about being the side nigga, you really know you the side nigga. But women most of the time won't date you if they're the side bitch. Like you pretty much have to lie <laughs> and then find out that they're side bitch. But up front, when I've been the side nigga, but I've always been the side nigga on purpose, and I've always made the woman think it should be that way. I'm a busy guy. You couldn't be my main girl. So to me, your main nigga was my chaperone until I got back around to see you. So he take you out. You want to argue with a nigga? You argue with that nigga. You got to go to a birthday party. You got to go to functions. You go with that nigga. But when it comes to me, we ain't arguing. I do movies. We'll take a trip if we can get away. But you better not bring up no motherfucking arguments with me. Because I'll tell you in a minute, you got a husband to argue with. You argue with that nigga. You ain't arguing with me. And then back when I was that type of nigga, I would tell women also that they couldn't fuck their husband 7 to 14 days if they knew they was getting ready to fuck me. I like to eat pussy, and I don't want to be down there tasting your motherfucking man. Well, I don't believe, in my experience, it's my opinion, I don't believe a woman raises her own value. Her value is set by the, just like uh, you can tell everything about a man by the woman he's with, a woman's value is really set by the man she's with. She can't raise her value. The women that she hangs with don't raise her value. The man that you're with is really going to set your value and set your status. And I believe the most important choice the woman will make in her life is the value of the man she chooses. So that's why the example you gave earlier of Kenny, maybe you can do the grass, do the plumbing or whatever, that's valuable. Because a man looking pretty doesn't add value to a woman's life. A man being useful, we have to actually do stuff 
to be valuable because unless you're a man who is looking for a woman to take care of you, in which case you don't have value. So we, we, our value is derived from what we do, not from just how we look. That really doesn't have lasting value. You can look pretty as hell, and if you're not useful or have anything, there's no status in a woman having you because she's already got the game. I believe women know they got the game locked down as far as looks. You know, mm-hmm. she's like, okay, keep me at that. What do you have that I don't have? Because I got the look. What do you have? Mm-hmm. And I really don't think there's any replacement for a man being genuinely useful. And if a woman's with a man who is not genuinely useful, she's really half a woman. In, in from my view, it's really half a woman. She's missing a whole other half of herself because she can't game herself up. I, I, as far as men are concerned, there's really an element to a woman's life she cannot give herself. If you agree or disagree, let me know. Hmm. Well, I think I think that's wrong because shit. Gail got Oprah Winfrey. Her status is high because she got Oprah. Your value is truly based on you. You bring value. Now, yes, there's some people that if you fuck with them, your whole status change. Look at the girl that was um, Chris, uh, Chris Jenner's best friend who, who supposedly was fucking with Kobe's baby daddy, right? This is her best friend. The girl is worth a billion dollars. She was living with her. They're in their 20s. That would have changed her life as they would have gotten older. So what they did was they allow a man to destroy opportunities. And how many people we know in, in the world that have been in situations like because of opportunities? So, yes, a, a woman can help another woman bring her value up. But not but a man can bring a woman's value up if he's a sincere guy and he's not community dick. So you got a lot of people. See, when a woman chooses a boss, you got to know, ladies, it's other niggas. I mean, other bitches that love your nigga. I tell people, you got to wait it out when he's young. You really love a nigga, you got to wait it out because eventually all them holes will fall to the wayside because a lot of them won't bring nothing to the table. But to answer your question, I think it's yes to both. I got one last question for you, PK. Mm-hmm. What, is, in your opinion, what is it that made these fellas today choose to run with these strippers today? That's a good fucking question, yo. Because I don't get it, right? You work hard, bust your ass for money. But it's because we are influenced. If the rapper's doing it, niggas with money think that's the move. And I'm not trying to hate on the strippers. I know that y'all trying to do your thing and trying to make a living. But what the question is, is what make guys do that? And... So one time I was passing the strip club, and I remember years ago, back in the day, how niggas would bring their girl to the strip club, drop them off, take their car, go do what they want to do, (laughs) 
and come back and pick them, the bitch up at 4 or 5 in the morning, yo. To me, I said, this got to be the dumbest nigga on earth. What, like, ladies, you don't see what's going on. You got a man that's dropping you off at a strip club. You got here shaking your ass. But let's flip the side. You got women that'll meet a nigga and say, baby, this is how I make my money. I don't want to do nothing else. And this is how I want to live. And guys will accept it. So, okay, I love you. You know, they just want to be close to this type of woman. Again, it comes down to your choices in life. Everything that you and I talked about is based on choices and what's good for you. Well, I think that's a very good way of putting that there. Um, Before you go, I want everybody to visit your podcast and everything else. Um, Before you go, if if there's a young 20-year-old black male listening right now, he's just starting. He wants to know what he needs to do. If TK could tell him in just one minute how what makes a man a boss, what would TK tell him? 20 years old, just now listening. Take one day at a time. And every brick they throw at you, use it to build on. And what that means is all your experiences in life, you take that, you learn from it, and you never make the same mistake twice because you're going to get tested throughout life to see if you've grown as a person. And that same example that happened when you were 25 might come back at 41 just to see, did you mature? And that's a beautiful lesson when you can get to that point, know that this happened to you before, and you learned your lesson and grew. And that's what makes a man. There's a line from the movie, everything that has happened has happened before and will happen again. Right, and you've got to be prepared for when it comes back around because you're going to get tested. God always sends a way to test you. I've been there. My last test took a lot out of me, boy. I wanted to hurt somebody really, really bad. And my friends kept saying, yo, God is testing you. And it was hard, and I did it, and I never looked back, and I've been rolling ever since. So these, these, this, this information is coming from somebody who was actually in that position. Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to have an interview with T.K. Kirsten. We were asking some real-life questions to get some real-life philosophies. I know a lot of folks want to talk to him about celebrities and things like that, but really to just find out how somebody who's pretty much anything you can name, he's been there, he's done that, he's seen it two or three times over. Not a whole lot you can show him that he hasn't seen, and that's something that's really missing as far as an example and a mentor, not just to young black kids, but just to our people in general having somebody to say, hey, I've been there, I've seen that, and don't sweat the small stuff, and everything is small stuff when you think about it. TK, this has been very enlightening here. I can't wait to do this again. Oh, man, I wish you the truly, truly best. I, I, I appreciate your questions, your conversation, and like I told you yesterday, I could stay on the phone with you all day because I feel like I'm talking to a well- uh, informative person, a well um, conversationalist, and that's always been important to me. I feel like we sit in front of each other 
uh, sipping on some Louis the Thirteenth and smoking some cigars. You know, just some grown man shit. So play the player, pimp the pimp. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Thank you very much for joining us. I'll be in touch. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland for more information about upcoming events and more. Visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.